Welcome back to the Pocket Pod series. This series is made to make pocket-sized podcasts so that you can fit them in seamlessly into your busy lives. In this series, you're going to hear my voice and my younger sister voice, Rachel, and we're going to talk about a variety of different topics and how they revolve around medicine. So, Rachel, what are we going to talk about today? Today, I wanted to talk about your first time performing any procedure. Um, I know a lot of times when uh, someone comes into the hospital setting, it's their first time maybe doing whatever they're doing, and they can be really nervous. Um, So I want to know, what are your tips for building up confidence uh, to perform that procedure? That's a great question. Um, You know, going through residency, there's a lot of new experiences, almost on like a daily basis, um, where you're pushed outside of your comfort zone, and you're doing something for the first time. Um, Like, for example, last week, I was uh, doing a lumbar spinal drain for the first time. um, And that was a great experience for me, because one, I'm getting the experience to do it. um, And two, I had already had a little bit of background um, in doing the procedure. It was just a little bit different than what I've done before. Uh, So a little bit of background of what the procedure is. We basically place a drain into the spinal cord area to drain spinal fluid. Um, And then the skill set that it takes to do it are basically combining the skills of doing an epidural, um, which I've done you know, over probably a hundred times on my OB rotation. Um, and then also the skill of doing spinals, which we do very commonly for hips and knee replacements, which is probably one of the most common surgeries in America these days. Um, so between those two skills, I already had um, some hands-on experience doing this, um, but there was just some minor techniques that were slightly different um, that made this unique for my first time. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, you talk about being pushed out of your comfort zone. I still remember my first clinicals or it sounds so simple, but I remember giving my first injection ever. And um, I had already had practice like talking to patients. So I knew how to make them feel more comfortable. But I remember I kept thinking in the back of my mind, I cannot tell this person that this is my first time putting a needle in someone. Uh Um, So I had a little bit of a shaky hand. But then once I was done, she said I did a great job. She didn't feel a thing. And I just became more confident as time went on. That's great. It's always good to get feedback like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So how would you, as a doctor, build trust with your patients? You know, as an anesthesiologist, I know you meet with a patient beforehand um, when they're pre-op and you kind of have that time to communicate with them and build their trust. So what do you usually know or what do you usually do? Yeah, so the time that we spend in the pre-op area isn't very long, especially from the time that we start talking to them and wanting to do the first procedure, which is like the IV for the morning. And so first impressions are everything. Do you have to bring a certain amount of confidence to you, um, especially even like when you introduce yourself? Um, One thing that I didn't realize how important it was, but I've sort of like built it into my uh, practice is just like, and it's kind of corny, but like the physical touch of like, you know, with a patient. Um, So like I'll shake hands or I'll put a hand on like someone's shoulder, um, like when I'm doing my introduction or just introducing myself. Uh, And I think there's something to be said about a physical connection of just like making yourself, you know, feel like you're part of the team for that patient. Um, And then again, like emphasizing that teamness of that day. Um, For example, like when I met this patient that I was describing with a lumbar spinal drain, one of the first things I said to him in our introduction was, today's a big day for you. And he was like, yep, it's uh, reminding me of he had had open heart surgery um, back in like the beginning of the summertime. Um, And so he was like, reminds me just of that day. And I was like, yep, it's just like round two, like another big day for you. 
Um, and so like just being real with the patient, I think they appreciate. Uh, I think people recognize fakeness much more than we want to realize. Um, and it's true, like being in a hospital setting can be scary. And when you're having a big procedure, it can be scary. Um, and depending on the type of patient you're talking to, sometimes just being realistic with them and saying, hey, you know, this is going to be a big procedure, but my goal today is to make it as safe as possible for you and take the best possible care I can for you. Um, and I think when patients hear that, they really appreciate it and they know that you're going to have their best interest in mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really important to form that connection. And I'm glad you brought up too, like that physical connection versus just like the verbal, like building that trust, being able to touch their shoulder or anything like that. I think with COVID, we might have forgotten about that. Um, definitely, definitely. Much less physical touch, you know, like holding a patient's hand or anything like that. So I'm glad mm -hmm. you brought that up. There was definitely a hesitancy since COVID. And I feel like I I've went back to that practice much sooner than some other people because of that hesitancy. But um, right. I, th I think it's definitely important, like you said. Mm -hmm. And now in terms of you're performing your first procedure and then you end up having a hiccup in it or maybe you fail, whether it's minor or major, how would you deal with that? Yeah, that's a great question. I think when you're like, especially when you're first starting out, um, you have to be exposed not expecting, but open, like open enough to fail. Like you can't be too hard on yourself and you have to give yourself grace. And really the only thing that I have found that brings me out of those moments is telling myself next time I'm going to get it right. Like this moment is not going to define my career going forward, but how I respond to this is going to define who I am and what my character is. So for example, like when I first started doing epidurals, it wasn't perfect, right? Like I would need a lot of assistance from attendings. Um, they may like take over a procedure because they just see me struggling. And in those moments, I have to think to myself, even though I didn't successfully do this procedure, there's something that I can learn and take away from this that if I apply to it next time, I will probably be successful. And if you, I think if you have that mindset, you'll eventually get better um, at the procedure that you're doing. Mm. And then uh, you mentioned a little bit about how your attendings were always there to save the day in case anything went wrong. So was there a specific way that an attending maybe taught you how to perform a procedure for the first time that you really held on to and that you'd want to use in the future teaching someone else? Or is there a teaching method you've used before when teaching someone a procedure for the first time? Yeah, I think a lot of... Um good teachers are very comfortable in bailing you out. So like the more comfortable they are in their own skill set, the more leeway they'll let you go with like sort of, you know, screwing up or like not getting things. So like, for example, um, let's say like arterial lines, for example. So when you're first starting off doing arterial lines, um, attendings will say, go as close to the hand as possible so that if you miss, I can sort of move up the wrist. Um, because if you miss, you could cause like a hematoma and then you really want to go more proximal. It can't really go more distal to that hematoma. Um, so when you're first teaching someone how to do like things like that, you say, start more distal. Um, and then over time, I think as you gain your own confidence, you let your, you know, your trainee or the person that you're teaching struggle a little bit. Um, and I think that relationship develops over time too. Like when you're first meeting somebody, you might not know their skill set. So you might rein them in a little bit quicker. Um, but definitely like 
as I've developed relationships with my own attendings. And I can imagine in my future, as I know a resident um, or a med student for a longer period of time, I'd be more comfortable letting them, you know, do things or struggle along the way, because I'll know that they'll eventually be able to save themselves. Right. Yeah. I've, I've figured out that I like that method of teaching too, because I've had multiple clinical instructors. I remember one I had, she, if I didn't know how to do something, she would just take over immediately and I wouldn't get that hands-on experience. She would just end up showing me instead. But then the most recent one I had, um, she, there were times where I was a little kind of hesitant with what I was doing, but I knew what I needed to do. And she knew that I knew. So she would just kind of step back and stay silent and let me do what I needed to do. And Mm -hmm. then that would end up I would end up learning more that way and she I always knew that if something were to happen she would just step in and help me (laughs) right (laughs) yeah you always want to have that like safety net of uh, someone being able to catch you if you fall it always gives you a little bit of like makes your hands a little less shaky when you're doing your procedure Right. And at first I was nervous. I was like, oh man, there's like, my instructor is not talking. She must be so mad at me. Like, but then I learned that's how she teaches. And then I got used to it and I felt a lot better. So yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different personalities out there. Mm-hmm. You just have to learn how to get along with them all. Right. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, what'd you take away from today, Rach? Uh, For today, I'm going to take away that you really need to have this trust and confidence in yourself and what you're doing uh, before you can really have any patient or any other higher above uh, trust you with performing a procedure. Absolutely. And honestly, YouTube is a very friendly resource. So don't be ashamed to, you know, search something online and even like watch videos right before you do a procedure. Um, I definitely do it myself, even just for a refresher if I'm feeling shaky. Um, But you're right. Bringing that confidence and being prepared is everything and making sure you're successful in this. All right. Well, another good one, Rach. We'll, uh, We'll have to pick another topic for next time. But until then... Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.